Hello, my name is Kevin Fernando. I'm a GP partner at North Berwick Health Centre near Edinburgh and also Education Director of GP Notebook Education. Welcome to our new season of GP Notebook Podcasts, a bite-sized regular chat for all of us working in primary care. Podcasts will cover clinical tips and hacks as well as hot topics to help make our lives a wee bit easier, but ultimately to help improve the lives of our patients in primary care. Follow me on Twitter at Dr. Kevin Fernando for more clinical tips and hacks relevant to all those working in primary care and also visit www.gpnotebookeducation.com to hear about our upcoming virtual GP notebook study groups for 2021 as well as download free resources and shortcuts. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about superficial venous thrombosis, the preferred new terminology for what many of us still call superficial thrombophlebitis. So let's start with a typical case we might all see in primary care. So Leslie is a 64-year-old full-time medical receptionist due to retire shortly after a lengthy and successful career in blocking patient access to GP appointments. She presents to us with a sore and itchy right leg. There's no past medical history of note, and when you examine her, you find a tender, swollen, hard erythematous varicose vein extending from her right mid-thigh all the way down to her ankle. So, what do you do next? Do you prescribe some antibiotics, say some flucloxacillin, 500 milligrams QDS? Or would you simply recommend over-the-counter non-steroidal analgesia and recommend some compression hosiery? Or would you prescribe some heparinoid gel? Or are you worried about potential underlying DVT here? Would you go on and check a D-dimer? Or would you refer directly for a duplex ultrasound assessment? Or are you very concerned about her future risk of thrombosis? And would you commence anticoagulation? And if so what would you commence? So here we're going to talk about superficial venous thrombosis, SVT, which as I mentioned is the preferred term to superficial thrombophlebitis. Our key references for this podcast are an updated nice clinical knowledge summary updated during 2020, a BMJ review article from 2015, and a Cochrane review from 2018. So the reason superficial venous thrombosis is the preferred terminology is because the underlying predominant pathology is actually that of thrombus formation in a superficial vein rather than infection or inflammation of the vein. It's a common presentation in primary care, isn't it? With an estimated incidence between 3 and 11%. But unfortunately, the optimal treatment for superficial venous thrombosis remains poorly defined. Superficial venous thrombosis is a clinical diagnosis and symptoms and signs include pain, itching, redness and hardening of the skin. Interestingly, migratory thrombophlebitis or thrombophlebitis migrans, which is characterized by involvement of one vein group and then other vein groups, can actually be associated with underlying malignancy, particularly pancreatic cancer. This is called Toiseau syndrome. So what are the risk factors for SVT, superficial venous thrombosis? Well, varicose veins are by far the commonest risk factor for SVT. 
But the first key take-home message for us all, ladies and gentlemen, is that SVT shares many risk factors with DVT and PE. For example, malignancy, pregnancy, and prolonged immobilization. And importantly, SVT may coexist with DVT in, somewhat unhelpfully, 5 to 53% of cases. So how on earth do we make sense of this in primary care? Well, more helpfully, if the SVT involves veins near the junctions with the deep venous system, so near the saphenopopliteal junction at the back of the knee or the saphenofemoral junction in the groin, then that risk of DVT and PE can actually reach nearly 20%, one in five. Now, importantly, checking a D-dimer has no value here. It is of no value when trying to differentiate SVT from DVT. So what should we do in primary care for Leslie then? Well, a key part of assessing someone with SVT is assessing for DVT or PE. However, clinical examination uh, tends to underestimate the extent of SVT. And therefore, the authors of the BMJ article I briefly mentioned suggest we should consider referring all patients with clinical SVT of the lower limb for ultrasound assessment to exclude DVT. We, of course, need to be pragmatic in primary care, especially in this COVID era we live and work in. And usefully, the authors do suggest that individuals with below-knee SVT without any clinical evidence of DVT can actually be managed by us in primary care with simple NSAID analgesia and compression hosiery. However, Individuals with SVT, superficial venous thrombosis, near the saphenofemoral junction or near the saphenopopliteal junction, these individuals should be considered for imaging, surgical ligation, or anticoagulation because of their higher risk of DVT. Furthermore, we should also consider anticoagulation for those individuals where the superficial thrombus exceeds five centimeters in length. So how is SVT treated then? Well, unfortunately, as I've already alluded to, there's no single evidence-based therapy. A Cochrane review from 2018 suggested that there was, there was an insufficient evidence base to guide on oral and topical treatments as well as surgical interventions. But the Cochrane review did suggest that a prophylactic dose of Fondaparinux, which is a synthetic anticoagulant for 45 days, might well be a valid therapeutic option. In the UK, Often low molecular weight heparin is used, but there are uncertainties about the optimal dose or indeed the duration of treatment. So we should definitely take a steer from our secondary care colleagues. And what about antibiotics? Well, the review was quite clear. Antibiotics have no role in the treatment of SVT except in clear cases of infection. And indeed, graduated compression hosiery can help venous flow and really should be recommended for all individuals with SVT like Leslie. So bringing us back to Leslie then, 
what did I do? Well, because of the extensive length of a SVT, a superficial venous thrombosis, well over five centimeters in length, and also involving a saphenopopliteal junction, I was worried about the po about possible underlying DVT. So I referred her for a Doppler ultrasound. And given the uncertain evidence base, I would take a steer from my secondary care colleagues about the appropriateness of anticoagulation or surgical ligation even in the absence of any DVT. So thank you all for listening. I hope you found this podcast helpful on superficial venous thrombo thrombosis, a common presentation in primary care. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcasts, which are available on all major platforms. Get in touch via social media at Dr. Kevin Fernando or email kevin at gpnotebook.co.uk if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts. You should also visit us at www.gpnotebookeducation.com to hear about our upcoming virtual GP Notebook study groups for 2021, as well as download free resources and shortcuts to make our lives a wee bit easier, but ultimately to help improve the lives of our patients in primary care. 